If you really want to know more about fashion, come on down to CITR in the Student Union Building of UBC and pick up some of our merchandise à la mode. Nous avons t-shirts, sweatshirts, socks, and coffee mugs. But it's also very aesthetically gripping. To keep you styling in support of the station you love. Isn't that right, Jonathan? Well, actually, is it? Because, I mean, you know, I was going to say because of the cultural vacuum that we exist within, but then, you know, uh, really, fashion today is kind of derived from the European idea of couture, and that's been around for centuries. And welcome to the real world with Dora and Dama. We just listened to. I don't know how to say it. It's like S M. No, K H M L W U G H. Weird letters put together. So that's what we just listened to. It's by Homeshake off of their album Fresh Air. Yeah, as always. Classic. Broadcasting live from unceded Musqueam territory here on the UBC campus in Vancouver on CITR 101.9. Woo! Um, so for you beautiful listeners who might not know. How know could why. you? Yeah, no, that's really jarring to me, but okay. Um, the, the Real World is a UBC Film Society's radio show where we connect with other campus clubs and organizations to talk about film. That's all we do. It's yeah. a lot of fun. It's literally all we do. 
It's crazy. Also, be cute. We're really good at just being cute on air. Yeah. Daily dose of cuteness for the week. Uh, so weekly dose of cuteness? Did I say daily yeah. dose of weekly cuteness? <laughs> yeah. I'm foreign, so I don't need to justify my grammar mistakes. <laughs> I don't I don't need to. Um, but we have an action-packed episode, dear listener. Oh, yeah. Um, if you don't know, school is back up. UBC Film Society is like running yeah and existing definitely um don't question that never please (laughs) (laughs) we hate being questioned on our legitimacy as a club so don't do it because we're real we're very real like the world (laughs) real world Woo! (laughs) bringing it back oh that felt very full circle yeah so things that film society is doing this term we are doing screenings every thursday for now we might need to change that, but yeah. definitely weekly screenings. We have a new um, film liaison, Marissa, who is also co-chairperson, which is really exciting. <sighs> yeah, crazy. Um, <laughs> and she's doing really cool things with the screenings this year. So while last year we had a lot of like indie underground stuff, which was still awesome, this year we're mixing that in with a lot of like favorites and stuff. So each week is going to be a themed week. Um don't remember what next week is but at some point we're gonna have like seasonal picks and like documentary night and teenage angst night we have a lot of really cool themes coming up so definitely check out our facebook page if you want to know about when screenings are happening because they're gonna be great we're very excited about them other things that you can check out on our facebook page include our events it's so exciting beer garden next friday is that next friday that's next friday the 22nd 23rd? 22nd, yeah. 22nd. Next Friday, the 22nd of September, we are having our High School High Musical, Musical Beer Garden. Garden. We're so excited. <laughs> We're so excited. If you know anything about me and Dama from this show. We love High School Musical. We love High School Musical. Which like makes no sense because I hated High School Musical as a child and I very quickly learned to love it. It's a classic it's tale so good. of love and regret. And music. And music. So much good music and dancing. Oh, it's a classic. Yeah, it's, you got, you got to watch it. If you're a millennial, you got to watch it. If you're not a millennial, you got to watch it to understand millennials. Yeah, it's so. just like a must see. Unfortunately, it's a cultural phenomenon. Truly. Mm. Unfortunately, we're only playing numero uno. I'm like hoping we might do a marathon. Ooh, a marathon would be A++. So <laughs> maybe, maybe at some point. As of right now, the beer garden is only going to be the first one. There's going to be movies. There's going to be beer. There's going to be other alcoholic and non-alcoholic beverages. We're going to be there? Yeah, we're celebrities. We Do are. you want an autograph from Dama and Dora? Come to the beer garden. Yeah, that's when we both hold the pen and yeah. try to write yeah. the word autograph. We try really hard. It's, it's an experience. It truly is. Yeah. Um, and we'll sign your... anything stickers oh we have film sock stickers they're so pretty they're They're so so beautiful they adorn every item in my home make your life better by yeah film sock sticker it's gonna be great we're also gonna be at clubs days september (gasps) 19th and 20th something like that um (laughs) tuesday through friday next week yes come see us because sign up yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be good we're doing five dollar memberships this year so you know same as two years ago (laughs) can't afford to do free anymore but you know that's fine it's weird how money works like that yeah right just keep spending it it actually goes away it's like whoa what What i don't know i don't know what happened but we're gonna go back to charging for memberships which is like five dollars for free movies all year that's not a big deal lads yeah do it sign up for film sock it's gonna be great and also a great community we're so nice we're very approachable be on our radio show do you want to be on our radio show yeah that's like another perk that i don't think that like we never advertise enough we never advertise real world enough like it's on our poster now (laughs) we have a seriously we have a single picture of both of us in the studio like we have a radio show by the way so maybe let's talk about that on clubs days that sounds like something we could do that could be fun truly yeah so clubs days beer gardens we're going to do trivia eventually. We're going to set it up. It's going to be fun. If you've ever come to Trivia Night, get ready for more trivia because it's going to be good. Because we're coming at you. Oh, yeah, we are. You can suggest a theme that we could do or a director or like kind of movie that we would mm-hmm. trivia. Yeah. Yeah. Just hit us up on our Facebook page. We 
are somewhat responsive. So <laughs> that's that's good. Uh, by our Facebook page at this moment, I'm talking about UBC Film Society. But if you want to hit us up on the real world Facebook page, we have one. Yeah. We have like a total of 10 people following us right now. I think it's so 15. Good. Oh my God. Yeah. We are popular. You should like us on Facebook and message us all the time. Um, What are you excited about for this year as co-chairperson of UBC? Okay, I should probably let everyone know. I'm co-chairperson of UBC Film Society this year. So whereas Dora had that last year, now it's me. Um, so what am I excited about? Not losing club status. <laughs> no. I mean, what? We're totally real. <laughs> We're so real. I'm very excited about like making our beer gardens consistently good this year i think we started off pretty rocky because we didn't have our theater and i feel like now we kind of know how to deal with not having a theater so i feel like most of our events are just going to be less rocky as of right now we also like can sell stickers now which is fun i think people are gonna really like having film sock stickers i'm waiting for that to become a thing around campus like just film sock stickers stuck here and there like ooh. Ooh, look at that person's laptop who I don't even know. They have a film sock sticker. What? What? Only stick film sock stickers and any other sticker that you might have from any campus organization on your own personal belongings. Don't do free postering yeah. via stickers for us. Yeah. Because then we have to go around and take the stickers off. It's not fun. It's not fun. So, like, you know, That's put it, on, put it on, on your own belongings, though. Put it on other people's belongings. Yeah. Do it. Put it on people's foreheads. I think it's a good accessory. I'd do it. I'd do it. No, I totally would. Do yeah, it. I totally would. That's so sad. Um, but yeah, that's like fun stuff about running a club, I guess. What are you excited about with promotions? Making pretty posters? Oh, I'm so excited for making gorgeous, gorgeous posters. Oh, I'm excited yeah. for the um, the poster for this upcoming event. Oh, that's going to be good. I think it's I'm taking a copy like of that home. Zach Efron's face. Oh my God, yes. Yes, I'm so ready. Thanks, Efron. Everyone, keep your eyes peeled around campus for the upcoming beer garden. If you see posters. a poster and you're like, oh my god, that's Zach Efron's like standing there. And then you're like, oh, no, no, that's a poster. Yeah, that's, that's what it's, it's a poster. That's that's what that is. Oh my god, amazing. I'm actually really looking forward to seeing this poster. Mm, just gonna, be glad. It's going to be a good time. I have been making posters for Filmslog throughout the years. And I think that they're like stellar. Oh, they're all they're always so good. Yeah, no. I was looking through our Facebook uh, page and I found the Tropic Thunder beer that garden one, poster. That one's still the best one. Such a good poster, listeners. Go to our Facebook page and find our Tropic Thunder beer garden poster. It is quality visual content. I'm just really talented. And it's I really can't, good. She can't hold it back. I can't. I have to share it. Yeah. So you should. You should do that. I'm also excited. I think trivia is going to be really fun. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to get back, like, in the swing of film stock. Yeah. I think that, like, last year, because um, we, like, just didn't have our theater, and we were still, like you said, like, very fresh out of it. Yeah. So I think it'll be really awesome to, um, yeah, just, like, n- like feel more secure in the yeah. position that we're in right now. I'm also excited because um, we should be getting our theater back at the end of this year like the school year hopefully which is exciting that's a that's like a perk yeah yeah so many exciting things many exciting things happening to film society please support us still your ears peeled and your eyes open. open yeah perfect so in terms of actual film-related content for our show today. Sorry for that, like, 15-minute-long PSA. <laughs> I think it was an important thing to say. We have lots you know, of important the things listeners, to say. You're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. But what's our theme? So, okay, I just want to preface before we go into this, if you're new to the show at all, um, so normally what happens is Dama and I choose a theme beforehand, and that can be, like, a genre or um, a director or an actor or something, and then we each go out and watch movies and do some research and then come back and like talk about it yeah yeah we don't tell each other what we watch so it's no, all no, no. crazy surprise things for both of us <laughs> um at some point we're gonna start like doing fun things what we're doing this year is sound effects i don't know if you realized <laughs> we're, we're doing our own sound effects now which is very exciting so we're gonna keep, we're gonna keep doing it <laughs> so get ready for more homemade sound effects make one do oh, it I'm, I'm gonna so wait what is the 
here's so question posed yeah what's the theme for this week and then sound effect is air horn neil gaiman that's an audience cheer yeah no sound effect we are nonstop. are you following because it's just quick content coming at you (laughs) um neil gaiman for those of you who are not aware is how do i even explain this beautiful man he is an author. Oh, wait. You, you look like you want to say something. Okay. He is an author. He is a probably director of... Yeah, he's, like, directed shows before. He's a, he's a comic book author, which, like, shouldn't be separate from regular author, but for some reason, in the minds of people, it is. He is a, a critical thinker, <laughs> a person that gives talks all the time. Also, like, helps refugees all the time. He's an all-around golden boy. Golden boy. You can hear about him later in episode yeah we're gonna play a very quick song yeah so get ready for the neil gaiman content because it's coming at you after this song and you're listening to us the real world on citr 101.9 fm LGBTQ2I Night is a positive space for folks to learn about bike maintenance in a relaxed environment led by queer mechanics and volunteers. 
It takes place on the fourth Wednesday of every month at the Bike Kitchen on UBC's campus. Bring your own bike and fix them with our tools, come with questions and ask away, or learn by watching other folks work on their bikes. Beginners are always welcome. This event is entirely free to attend and there will be free pizza. For more information, visit bikecoop.ca. just rich people that own the media. I own my 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 media. The Media Co-op is a grassroots national news network that's owned by its members. Join us today at mediacoop.ca slash join. We are back. On the real world with Dora and Dama on CITR 101.9, broadcasting live from unceded Musqueam territory. We just listened to Weekday Girl by Dad Thighs off of their new album, The Past Three Years. That was really good. I really liked that. I know. I was picking music this morning and I was like, I, so the theme is Neil Gaiman. Yes. Um, we'll talk about him in Two Shakes of a Lamb's Tale. Very, very soon. Um, but I don't know that much about him. Terrible. But I know that Dama loves Neil Gaiman. I love him so much. Dama loves him with a passion that like can only really be like compared to a mother and her child. It I seems. think so, yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> everything he does is golden. Yeah, no. He's perfect. Commit genocide? Work of art. We don't condone genocide on no. CITR or no, we don't. the ABC I'm, Home Society. I'm kidding. But um <laughs> I was like picking music. Dama and I are beautiful beautiful friends but we we're are very, holding hands right now yeah very tenderly yeah but we're very different people and yeah. we're people who do not like the same music i don't think no no except high school musical yeah no that's like a, i mean it's what joins us everyone loves high school musical yeah. i don't know if i could be friends with somebody who doesn't love high school musical film talks wearing a high school musical beer garden next friday next come friday. to it Woo. but i was picking music and i was like Dama likes Neil Gaiman. I'm assuming Neil Gaiman is like punk as heck. Here's a dumb. This is for Dama. Yay! And I'm happy it paid off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good. I liked it. I also love the name Dad Thighs. Good band name. Really good band name. Such a good band name. Some people really don't like it. I love it. No, no, no. It's good. It's a good thing. I love it. Nice. So getting right back into the swing of Neil Gaiman. Let's talk about how great he is. So he's like this British all-around creative person that does awesome things. Why do I know Neil Gaiman? I know Neil Gaiman because of Sandman, which is a, a comic book that started like in the 80s. It's like 10 volumes long, just about 80 issues, I want to say. Um, and the only way that I can explain this comic book series is the way that Neil Gaiman explains it. It's about stories. And that's very vague, but it's also the only way to encapsulate what it's about. Because you basically follow this weird entity called Dream, who's been trapped for like 80 years and finally gets released in the 80s. And Dream, or Morpheus, like, controls the Dream realm. Like, what is the Dream realm? Like, anything to do with actually sleeping and dreaming, but also dreaming, like, your future plans and things that you want to do. So it's like a weird line between what even dreams are about so that's like just a common theme just like weird lines everywhere it's very like ethereal like the way that the story is told I feel um and you just follow this weird entity as he tries to get his realm back and uh, after he's been trapped for 80 years and it's crumbled and he grows as a character which is really weird because he's not supposed to have feelings but he like grows feelings and most, it's so weird because most of the stories aren't actually with Dream as the main character, but he's always related to it somehow. And in the overall story, he's supposed to be the main character, but he just appears a lot less than you'd expect a main character to appear. He's just always like implicitly there, which is awesome. If you haven't read Sandman, which like a ridiculous amount of people haven't, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. We so the show before us, mixtapes with Mick and Matt, um, or Mac and Matt. 
No, I'd be super wrong. Oh my god. <laughs> but they're two lovely humans. Um, and Drew, one of the hosts of that show, we were talking about it before, and Dama was like, "Oh, you read Sandman?" He was like, "Yeah." And she was like, "Have you read all of it?" And he was like, "Yeah." And I he freaked was, out. Yeah, he was very I nonchalant about out. it, and I was like. Dama's losing her mind. I right was. Now. It was crazy. I've never met a real life person that has finished reading all of Sandman other than myself, which is ludicrous. It's a beautiful work of art. You need to read it. It's so good. So if you haven't seen it, please or read it, please read it. It's so beautiful in every single way. It's really fantastic. Um, so that's how I know Neil Gaiman. And I was like, okay, I read this. I'm in love with it. Like one of my favorite pieces of literature of all time. Um, so I was like, I need to figure out more about this man. And it turns out he's done so many good things. Yeah. He um he directed a bunch of like Doctor Who episodes. Was like, it's not my thing. I don't like Doctor Who, but he's done it. So that's like fun. Um he's done a billion just like really great comic books. Sandman is my personal favorite, but he did a like weird reboot um of Black Orchid in a limited series form, which was awesome. And he collaborates with Dave McKean, who's this like mixed media visual artist who's also amazing. I feel really bad because I didn't watch Mirror Mask for this episode, but Mirror Mask is this beautiful amalgamation of Neil Gaiman and Dave McKean. Neil Gaiman wrote the movie and Dave McKean directed it. So like I haven't I haven't seen it and it's ludicrous that I haven't because it's two of my favorite things in art coming together. Um so I'm not going to talk about that. But he works with Dave McKean a lot is my point. He's <laughs> he's, he's great. He's great. Dora, did you have anything to say about like general Neil Gaiman stuff before I go into specifically what I watched? Sure. Um I guess I will preface this spiel with I did not get a chance to watch anything and I feel really embarrassed. It's okay. But I thank you. <laughs> in the <laughs> in the structure and process of the show, I just feel bad because I didn't prepare for an episode, but I also feel bad because Dama is like so passionate about this. I'm so passionate about um, this. That like I'm gonna watch I I like I'm gonna watch Radio Game. I have to now. You have to. For my soul. Yeah. And my friendship, because I don't know if she'll have me. I almost certainly will (laughs) not have you if you don't watch something about Neil Gaiman. Or read. Just read a novel. His novels are amazing. (laughs) Just pick up a book. Just please pick up a book, Dora. Um, But I was, like, doing some, like, really basic research um, before (laughs) going on air today. um, And I was really struck by the, like, how broad his yeah. body of work is yeah he's just like a creative individual yeah he's incredibly creative he's been on the radio um he makes films he he's been on com. he makes comics he makes books um and it was just like a very um i don't know like holistic kind of like body of work that this person who like clearly just has a very creative mind and like energy and just wants to yeah. produce um and something that i also found pretty striking was how many of his pieces have been like replicated or like um transformed into yeah. a cinematic or like television format yeah his stories are great because they can be told in so many mediums and he's so open to exploring the narratives that he creates yeah and making as many different versions as possible in as many different mediums as possible it's amazing um so something that like dama mentioned i study um classical studies and i also am american Um, (laughs) amazing (laughs) so i like i saw that he made american gods and i'd like heard of this but i like now i'm really really sold on american gods i have so much to say about american gods you can get to that yeah you go first (laughs) um but from what i've like gathered again like really really basic it's um a story about like living this might be so wrong but like living in america and it's in the present right yeah um where like and the gods not just like greek or roman but also like there's egyptian gods and like there's like every i'm not gonna say every mythology but so many mythologies that are covered in this and just like represented and like all kind of living in this like god realm but also like interacting with the human realm yeah like they live in our realm like as normal people but like the really cool thing about it is that you have all these traditional gods but you also have 
like new gods. So I think American gods comes from the new gods that come up. I don't know if that's something like you read about in the things, but like you have media which comes up as a new entity because of like the way that we're evolving so there's like one that's just like the media and that's like a new entity that shows up that's like one of the new american gods you have like you know advertising as something different i guess um but there's like i think three or four just new entities that come up because of the way that society is right now and those are like the new american gods which is such a awesome social commentary yeah totally such great social commentary and the fact that those entities interact with traditional mythological entities is like what what amazing do you watch it no i haven't watched it i haven't watched it but i read the novel so oh yeah hipster dama <laughs> it's a really good novel <laughs> it's so so good um i recommend that you read it and i will eventually watch it so watch it as well i heard it's actually a really good it's re- it's on hbo yeah. yeah i believe it i like i believe in it because it's on hbo and also because like neil gaiman endorses it which is like if he endorses something then i'm 100 percent behind it it's good um i'm cool um but then the other thing that like comes to mind i didn't realize it was neil gaiman um but Coraline came out yeah when i was a wee child mm-hmm. um and actually, funnily, even I think seven or eight year old Dora knew that this was my fate um, to never see or never like see interact Neil with the Neil Gaiman um, piece because um, my my dad took me and my sister and my little baby sister who must have been about three or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, I must have been like ten. That's embarrassing. <laughs> um, but we went to this movie because it looked like a kids movie. It was claymation. It was Coraline. We knew it would be scary, but like just for the record, it is supposed to be a kids movie. Well, we thought it would be more like Toy Story yeah. than what it actually is, which is terrifying. It's yeah. so, so, so scary. And um, we had to leave. We had to leave the theater bef- like well before the movie ended because we were crying in our seats. <laughs> okay. I think that's really funny because Neil Gaiman wrote Coraline um, to be a horror story for children. So it's like it's supposed to be pretty scary, but it's supposed to be like scary, but you can still like learn something from it and like be a child while reading it. And it came out when I was a child too. Like Dora and I are almost the same age. Um, I refused to watch it. I was terrified. I was terrified of what this movie was about. I was terrified of the animation in it. Uh, Tim Burton directed it. Um, so I was just like, I can't do it. This is so terrifying. I just cannot watch this movie. Can I say Tim Burton and Neil Gaiman are like? such a like yeah. duh combo. it makes so much sense that they would collaborate on this especially on Coraline like Coraline is exactly the kind of story that would benefit from being told by that duo I think um so it's just like what Coraline is about I finally got round to watching it the other day because suddenly so many people in my life were telling me to watch Coraline um or like they were talking about it and assuming that I had watched it because I talk about Neil Gaiman so much mm-hmm. and then I was like I haven't actually seen Coraline, and everyone was just, what? Like, what are you doing? Do you even like Neil Gaiman, Dama? Do you even like Neil Gaiman? And when someone starts asking me that, I know that I need to take action. <laughs> I will not stand for my love for Neil Gaiman being questioned, questioned in any way. I'm not into it. Not into it. As so, a chairperson and as a person. As a person person. Dama's principled in everything she does. Everything. Inclu- especially my love for Neil Gaiman, I think. So I finally got around to watching Coraline. What is Coraline about? It's this like little girl, Coraline, which is like, it sounds like Caroline. It's not Caroline, it's Coraline. And they keep bringing that up in the movie. Like people keep calling her Caroline and she's like, no, it's Caroline. And I'm sure there's something really deep behind it. I just don't know what it is. It doesn't quite fit in. She like almost fits in. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. She's like 90%. Yeah. And she's just moved into this like, weird house which is actually funny because it's similar to the house that i live in right now it's just this big building that has that is split into like four different apartments but it looks like a house it looks like it's just one house but it's split into four different apartments with four different families living in each one um she's like living her life 
and meets this like guy whose name I don't remember. He's like not super important. He's probably important, but <laughs> she meets this child her age. That speaks to Dama's personal life <laughs> on a really funny level. Things are probably important, but he's yeah. probably not that important. But like he's important. He's definitely important. <laughs> um, and he's just this like annoying guy that she doesn't really want to talk to, but he's like the only person her age, so they just kind of like should talk to each other i guess Mm -hmm. and he brings her this doll that looks exactly like her and that's really freaky she was like oh you're a freak you made a doll that looks like (laughs) and he's like no i found it in my grandma's basement and it's like what you found this in your grandma's basement that's weird but she just takes it she's like it's a doll that looks like me like this child is supposed to be like seven years old or something she just thinks it's cool yeah so she takes it to her room and there's this like tiny door somewhere in her house that is like locked and her mom opens for her and it just leads straight into a wall. So it's like, okay, this is nothing special. But she takes this doll home and sleeps with the doll next to her. And in her dreams, she goes down down the stairs to her living room where the little door is. She goes through the door and there's this whole like weird alternate universe where like her parents in real life are like really busy workaholics, like never have time for her, never let her do anything she wants. She's like pretty unhappy in her home life. And then she walks into this door into this alternate universe where her parents are great. Like they care about her and love her so much. Her mom always cooks her her favorite food for dinner, takes her out to buy all the things that she wants. She's so happy in this life. But you can like it's obviously not her real parents like they have buttons in their eyes which is like terrifying um which she doesn't find terrifying like i think speaks to just like why this is a child a children's horror story Mm -hmm. like it's something that children can accept very easily like okay it's just the same but with buttons that's fine um and they just refer to this other family as the other mother the other father um and basically this other life starts trying to take over Coraline's real life and they want her to like have buttons for eyes that's all they want but Coraline doesn't want to do it and yeah it's just like the story of her like dealing with these two different families and then trying to keep herself from being absorbed by this other life which is so much better seemingly than the life that she has right now um it's so beautiful. It's such a beautiful, beautiful story. It's, like, beautifully animated, first of all. That's, like, classic Tim Burton stuff. Um, but the story itself, I find, is so profound. I think Coraline is so loved by people. Like, I didn't realize that it was so loved by people because when I was a kid, I didn't watch it. I, like, made a point of not watching it because I was terrified of it. Um, but when I moved to Canada, a lot of people started talking to me about Coraline. Like, it's a thing that people really like in my friend group, social group, at least. Um, so I get why. It's because it can speak to children very well. It's, like, made for children. But it's also very profound in a way that it, like, teaches adult stories as well. Um, I'm very into Coraline. I, I, I'm very happy that I finally got around to watching it. I really wanted to read it before I watched it. So that's why I hadn't watched it this entire time. I was like, no, I'm going to read the book first. I don't have time for reading mm-hmm. with classes anymore. I read a lot over the summer and that made me really happy. But I didn't read Coraline. Um, and I don't have time to read anymore, which is like sad. But it forced me to just watch the movie. And it was really good. I'm really glad I watched it. It's such, such a good movie. So that's that's what I have to say about Coraline. That's beautiful. We're going to take a quick, quick break. Um, What are we about to play, Dama? We're going to play Bleach from Bleach BW on the Run by Rainout. So listen to that. It's going to be great. It's going to be good. And listening to that on The Real World on CITR 101.9 FM. We'll be right back.
Old or New Testament? I think the New Testament. The question is, Pilate, remember Pilate from the New Testament? What does Pilate? He fiddled well. Yeah, no, well, just a minute. Let me ask the question, then you can give me the answer, okay? Did Pilate want Jesus to be crucified? Uh, uh, Pontius Pilate washed his hands of it. So did he want him to be crucified? Yeah. No. 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 Well, tune in every Friday afternoon, 3.30 to the Nightwatch Show on CNN. Well, find a good church. It'll help you. At Dunkin' Donuts, each and every radio show is brewed fresh and served fresh at the peak of its flavor. If you're a tough customer, only the taste of this radio show will do. So go ahead. Let Dunkin' Donuts make your radio experience exquisite. Indeed. <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts, serving sweet treats from the pop underground. Thursdays, noon to one. Hello, and welcome back to The Real World on CITR 101.9 FM with Dama and Dora. Um, today we're talking about... Neil Gaiman. Very happy to be talking about Neil Gaiman. Okay. I spent so long just now talking about how much I love him as a person. Then we talked about specifically Coraline, which is a beautiful children's horror story made in book form, translated to a Film movie form. form. <laughs> I'm sure there's other cool stuff about it somewhere. Probably a lot of fan art. Probably so much fan art. So like, yeah, not no. probably. I, I there's know for a, a fact. Lot of there is so fan much fan art. art. <laughs> it's fantastic. So. Is great. Um, Fantastic. Yeah. So, Neil Gaiman is a great person. He does so many different things. One of the things that he's done that, like, again, I didn't know was, like, a whole phenomenon until recently is Stardust. Stardust, I read the novel. Really, really good. Um, And apparently, like, the film is what people know. Like, not a lot of people have read the novel, but people know about the film. Um, Dora, do you want to tell me a little bit about it? (laughs) I would love to. Um, so Stardust came out um, in 1999, so just before the 2000s hit us, mm-hmm. um, and it's like supposed to be like a pre-Tolkien fantasy book, um, which I find pretty fascinating. We love Tolkien. We love. We Tolkien. talk about Tolkien all the time. Um, and I also, but I also think that Tolkien was like so, so, so like in my brain, he wrote like he and like C.S. Lewis, I guess, wrote yeah. like the first like kind of like schema for a fantasy book and yep. like that kind of journey um and everything so it's cool that neil went beyond that yeah um and then a movie like i said came out in 2007 and it's supposed to be like i don't know it's a movie um i i really need to figure out like if people watch the movie so much because they love it or because they hate it, I feel like it's a split. I feel like I've read something about it being a split, like people having lots of issues with it, but also being like, oh, but it's Stardust! Um, I think it's probably a thing where the people that have read the novel first don't like it, and the people that have like just watched it are like, yeah, this is like a fun thing. Because the narrative is beautiful. Basically what this is about is... Um, this like kid in this tiny village um his kid's kid's name is tristan and you get this whole preface at the start about like how tristan even came to be which is like this village is surrounded by a wall and you're not allowed to cross the wall because there's supposed to be a whole like different world with a lot of mystical creatures there but it doesn't look like it it just looks like a field it just like it doesn't make sense like why people don't want to let anyone in or through the wall but there's always like a gatekeeper and i think it's like once a year or something there's a whole like festival and market that happens where all these otherworldly creatures um sell stuff basically Uh, and that's the only time of year when you're allowed to cross the wall and it's only for like a week tristan's father went there and like met someone who was like a slave to a witch or whatever and after like years later or like 
a year later he just gets this basket delivered to his house of a with baby. a child <laughs> and it's just classic like, tristan that's it like all you know is that it's your child and his name is tristan uh so there's like magical origins to tristan which is fun um he's been sprinkled with the magic with stardust <gasps> i almost said stardust and i was like no magic no, no i feel silly stardust is great uh, that's a, not why it's called stardust actually oh, okay um <laughs> what i'm gonna say now is you why it's tease. called stardust um so he's in love with this girl victoria who doesn't and she's sprinkled with stardust no <laughs> and no one like no one likes tristan especially not victoria victoria has like no intention of being with tristan because Why? she's he... the most beautiful girl in the village tristan is like this dopey like guy that just works at a store and is just like madly in love with her and follows her around all the time creepy. um he doesn't follow her around all the time he's not creepy he's just like madly in love with her um but she's like she has all the coolest guys going after her and Tristan's just a loser. So it's like, no, Tristan doesn't care. Um and he finds out that someone else is going to propose to her. And he says like, "No, let me propose to you. Like I want to marry you." And she says uh, just like they're hanging out at night and a star like falls. Like she sees a shooting star and she sees where it kind of falls and she says, "If you can bring me that shooting star, like the that fallen star, then I'll marry you. So Tristan is like, I'm going to do it. He just decides that he's going to find this fallen star and he's going to bring it back to Victoria so that he can marry her. And again, there's a whole thing, like I think in the movie they do it pretty interestingly um, about like why the star fell in the first place. So th- apparently there's a kingdom very far away where there, there were like eight sons who were like all heirs to the throne and the but only one of them can be the king. And the king is about to die. So the king grabs this necklace um, and he throws it at the sky. And he says, like, whoever can bring the ruby back is going to be the one that is the king. And, like, the brothers all, like, kill each other. Like, by the time that they that the king throws the, the ruby away, there's only three brothers left because the others have, like, all killed each other. But that ruby hits the star. Like, the guy throws it so hard that it hits a star and forces it to fall. So, like, the story of Stardust is about Tristan finding this fallen star and bringing it back to Victoria. The plot twist uh, that he isn't... He finds the ruby. Yeah, he finds the ruby there, too. Um, but the fallen star isn't, like, just a ball of gas, the way that we know stars to be. It's a woman. Like, it's, like, a woman who was just, like, living her life. And... They don't explain this in the movie, but I think in the um, in the novel, I feel like they definitely say something about, like, yeah, scientifically, like, the stars are just, like, the ball of gas or whatever, but, like, the soul of a star is a human or something like that. It's like, oh, it's so Neil Gaiman. It's so beautiful. It's so Neil Gaiman. <laughs> it's so beautiful. Um, so, like, that's just a really cool thing. And, yeah, he just needs to convince this like woman to come with him to so that he can marry another woman and a, a lot of like things happen along the way where Tristan like finds out more about his heritage and like it's really cool such a good like novel and it's translated interestingly into movie form because like personally I didn't think the acting was very good um that's like it might be a me thing it might be a me not liking the British accent thing, but it was all, like, British people, and I was like, <laughs> But it's, like, Neil Gaiman is British. Like, of course it's going to be a British-produced film. Um, I don't know. I wasn't super into the acting, but I think the reason people might love Stardust as a movie is because, like, it's one of the few movies that captures a narrative the way that neil gaiman captures a narrative because he hasn't done a whole lot of movies he he isn't a director himself like a consistent director so he doesn't have a whole filmography um and what he does have are like small docs yeah. and like interviews yeah and exactly stuff. he doesn't often like produce things for movies and he didn't he didn't direct yeah. this um but it it's taking a very pure neil gaiman narrative and just translating it like directly or transferring into movie form like the narrative itself is this really like interesting back and forth between like Tristan's past and what's happening with the sons that are looking for the ruby and just Tristan with this fallen star who's like 
a person and trying to figure out how she can get back to the sky Mm -hmm. but he's trying to figure out how he can get her to victoria so he can marry this girl who like doesn't care about him um so yeah it's just like a very neil gaiman narrative (laughs) the way that it goes and definitely like the movie captured that i think so that's like really cool i really like the novel uh fun story about the novel i uh on valentine's day one of my like best friends was with me she was like oh like no one gave me anything for valentine's day i'm so upset that i don't have physical validation um so i just like decided that i was gonna give her a present for valentine's day and i just like looked through my books and i was like take this and i gave her stardust and it was actually like really cool that i gave her stardust because (laughs) the way that stardust is made is like written is like following the style basically of howl's moving castle who she like the book she loves Mm -hmm. and i later found out that neil gaiman was like best friends with the author of howl's moving castle so like they based each other's stories off of each other a lot so it's just like I think that specifically speaks a lot to, like, Neil Gaiman as a content creator. He's just consistently always, like, collaborating with other people, but just, like, writing his own things based off of other people's work mm-hmm. and making very clear references to it, to them. Like, once you read Stardust and then you read Howl's Moving Castle, there's no way that you can think that they're not, like, that the authors didn't talk to each other. They were, like, best friends, which is, like, so cute. Um... So yeah, Neil Gaiman, like, as a person, is just, like, so great. And I think Stardust is, to me, it it was, like, a special novel to read just because it connected these two things that made me realize, like, how he's a really good person as well as a really good, like, creative person, like, content creator. There we go. Um, So it's really cool. He also worked with Terry Pratchett a lot, uh, like, co-writing things which is really cool so if you haven't if you ever get the chance you should read good omens it's such a good like co-authored book by gaiman and pratchett so 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 nice but yeah we're kind of running out of time yeah you have anything to say we have one more song left to play for you angels um but i just wanted to really quickly just like jump in yeah (laughs) microphones um (laughs) um i like I'm definitely a Neil Gaiman novice, and I, like, have known about him for a while, but, like, never really felt super compelled to, like, take the plunge. Mm -hmm. Um, But Dama has convinced me. I don't know, dear listeners, if she has convinced you. I hope I have. But it sounds like Neil Gaiman is just, like, a, like, really narratively and, like, Mm human-focused author, um, which is... I mean, what like, we need more of. Yeah. And like, I think that like, kind of like Dama mentioned a little earlier, almost like in passing where like, um, like comic books and books are like the same. That's weird that we make this distinction. Mm-hmm. I can see like a lot of people, I can see people being like, he writes fantasy. Like that's like, whatever, like that's not even, um, like that's like a genre in and of itself. Or like, I feel like the works that he produces can like be like, oh, well it's not drama or like, you know, but the humanness that like is just like really implicit and like born into the stories that he Mm -hmm. writes sounds so fascinating yeah that's why i love him so much like he's very aware of the power of his stories and the power that they have on humans and one thing that i really love about him is how he acknowledges the power of stories consistently so he's like very meticulous about how he writes his stories so that they're like quality um and he just like cares so much about all his work and he's great and i love him a lot so you should definitely read and watch and just consume as much of his content as you can because it's all fantastic like it's all just really high quality stuff i don't know how else to put it um but i think that's all we all the time we have today thank you so much for joining us on this first episode of the new term of the real world And we're just about to play Love Me Anymore by Alimony off their new album, album demo, off their demo. Cool. Um, yeah. And love, we're going to love Neil as much as we love them. Yes. And they love 
themselves anymore. We are so good at segueing. <laughs> Have you, a good week. And we'll see you. Thank you so much for tuning in to The Real World on CITR 101.9 FM. See you and shout out to Amanda Palmer. Yeah, that's what we're doing today. Cool. Woo. See you next week. Listen to this song. <laughs>